We are proud to announce a new sponsor for this podcast, Augie's Locker Room. Augie's Locker Room, which is located less than a mile away from Notre Dame Stadium, was named the best Notre Dame's collectible shop in the country. This shop is amazing. If you are a passionate Notre Dame fan and are looking for that special Notre Dame piece to complete your rec room, Augie's is the place to go. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind rock knee items. They have an exclusive Joe Montana signed items. If Augie's doesn't have it in store, he will find it for you. Visit Augie'sLockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. Augie'sLockerRoom.com or call 574-277-NDND. This is Sportsbeat AM, featuring a conversation with Blue and Gold Illustrated Notre Dame football beat reporter Tyler Horka. Well, Tyler, of course, writes for Blue and Gold Illustrated. Check out his work at blueandgold.com. Their brand new on3.com platform is up and rolling. And Tyler, in a moment, will give you some details on how you can be a part of this brand new look, Blue and Gold Illustrated family. And I know the website is off to a terrific start. And why not with all the Notre Dame football news that has rolled in over the last week since the Irish lost the Fiesta Bowl to Oklahoma State. Tyler, I'm just going to start on the defensive side of the football, and in particular the Irish defensive end spots. Isaiah Foskey has decided to return to Notre Dame, and so that is 11 sacks returning at the Viper spot. Myron Tagaviola Amosa, the opposite defensive end, is moving on to the National Football League draft. As you look at the two defensive end spots and the depth chart for next year, how good of a shape are those two spots of the Irish defense? Yeah, obviously with Foskey returning, that's huge. You definitely don't want to lose both of your starting defensive ends. Uh, we kind of knew that Myron was probably going to you know, leave Notre Dame and, and test his luck at the next level, but I thought Foskey was a really good candidate to do so as well. Um, you, know, you mentioned 11 sacks and only nine guys across college football in the FBS had more than that this season. So his stock was obviously really high. I think he's a really good NFL draft prospect now. He's obviously going to be a really good NFL draft prospect at this time next year as well. But uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if he kind of banked on himself, said, I'm going to you know, have a really good pre-draft process and get picked on the second day, maybe even in the second round. But he's banking on himself to, to be even better than that. Obviously, I think he can come back and get double-digit sacks again. So his return was huge. I know a lot of people, uh, fans, coaches, anyone who follows the Notre Dame program was uh, really excited about that. And so he's obviously going to start at that Viper end position. And then uh, on the other side, obviously, you have to replace Myron, but I think there's some candidates to do that. Uh, Nana Asafo Mensa, we saw him get some playing time down the, the stretch of the season when the Irish were up big and, um, you know, some backups came in. He was one of those guys who came in. So I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, I know Brian Kelly's not here anymore, but he kind of uh, orchestrated a move for Riley Mills to move to the defensive end position. We saw him play really well. I think it was in that Virginia game or one of those games down the, you know, the stretch run of the season. And he's been a defensive tackle pretty much the entire time he's been here. But we all know that Notre Dame has been really deep on the interior of the defensive line as well. So 
Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of makes a permanent move to end. I think he's really good off the edge, definitely a really good pass rusher. So look for him, look for Nana, and there's definitely some other guys that Notre Dame can uh, replace Myron with. But but getting Isaiah Foskey back and Justin Adamalola as well, mm. those are your mm. two top sack guys right there. So um, I think no- Notre Dame's pretty set at the defensive end position next year, even with losing Myron. Yeah, 16 sacks between those two at the Viper. Tyler, let's go to the back end of this Fighting Irish defense. Kyle Hamilton's going to be a top 10 pick in the 2022 National Football League draft. When Hamilton got hurt, the Irish coaching staff moved around some players, including a guy like Ramon Henderson, to help out at the safety spot. But the Irish pick up out of the transfer portal, a guy that was a unanimous All-American in 2020 from Northwestern, Brandon Joseph. He's got nine interceptions over the last two years at 80 tackles this year. How significant is this pickup of Brandon Joseph for the back end of this Irish defense? Oh, it's huge. I mean, anytime you lose one All-American, uh, the best thing you can do is go to the transfer portal and and get another and I know he's from Northwestern which is also a very good academic institution but Notre Dame usually doesn't land undergrad transfers this is an undergrad transfer who has three years of eligibility remaining something tells me he's going to play really well at Notre Dame this upcoming season and potentially you know he's going to be eligible for the draft in 2023 he could be gone as soon as then but if Notre Dame gets two years out of this guy I think it would be um, a slam dunk home run uh, Notre Dame knocked it out of the park type transfer transfer portal type of thing so really good get I think he starts right away at that free safety position Uh, losing Kyle Hamilton wasn't you know the best thing for Notre Dame down the stretch run of the season, but it kind of showed you what life without him is going to be like. You mentioned Ramon Henderson. I think he did a great job. Uh, senior DJ Brown is returning to Notre Dame, and uh, he got some reps there, obviously, in the final month of the season as well. That's a really good depth uh, keep for Notre Dame. So at safety, uh, you know, Houston Griffith is coming back. Uh, you know, he plays strong safety, but there's just a lot of guys in the mix there. I think Ramon Henderson did come on very strong, so uh, he's probably going to get a lot of looks. But in terms of Brandon Joseph coming in, I think he starts right away, and you kind of build the back end of the defense around a guy like that. Like you said, unanimous All-American, super talented, uh, that that he's going to be a mainstay in in the secondary, and you just kind of build around a guy like that because he's so talented and he can do a lot of things back there. He is Tyler Horka, Notre Dame football beat reporter for Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com, joining me on Sportsbeat AM. You take a look at the Irish offensive line. We knew coming back next year, Alt, Fisher, Christophic, very likely in the starting lineup. But then we had to figure out if a couple of other guys were going to return, Josh Lug and Jared Patterson. And Tyler, both Lug and Patterson are coming back. And with the expectation that Harry Heastand is going to be the Irish offensive line coach, as he walks in the door, do you get the sense that almost the five starters along the offensive line are set, even though there's some pretty good competition behind these guys? Do you see that line already starting to come together now that Lug and Patterson are coming back? Oh, absolutely. And that's exactly what I posted on our blueandgold.com message board is, I think you've got your five guys. You know, Josh Slug obviously started at right tackle for the entirety of this season until the Fiesta Bowl when he was injured. But that's when Blake Fisher, uh, you know, kind of magically returned from injury and, and played really well in that game. Uh, so if Josh Slug is, uh, 
is if he is able to do what he said he's able to do a couple months ago, which is kind of slide around the offensive line and, and do anything to, to help this team and start anywhere to help this team, then I think you move him logically just one spot over from right tackle to right guard. I mentioned Andrew Kristoffic playing really well at left guard, uh, you know, down the, in the second half of the season. And you've got your bookend sophomore tackles and, and Joe Alton, Blake Fisher. And then Jarrett Patterson is a surefire starter at center. That's what he's been the last two years. And that's what he'll be in 2022 for Notre Dame too. So absolutely. I think that that's your starting five. Um, but then, you know, you've got a lot of guys behind those guys. Like you mentioned, uh, Rocco Spindler is kind of waiting for his opportunity and that's really good depth. I think, uh, Tosh Baker, if he decides to stay is really good depth. Obviously Quinn Carroll entered the transfer portal last week and he's going to continue his college career at Minnesota. So it's really only the, the, that's the biggest loss for Notre Dame along the offensive line so far this off season, uh, really have retained most of their guys. So I think Harry Heastand is walking into an awesome situation just because, I mean, those those two starting tackles are, are two of the most talented guys in, in the country at their age, at their positions, I think. And Jarrett Patterson is just, you know, we know what Jarrett Patterson is. He, he's been here for four years, and Josh Lugg's been here for five. So we know what those guys are. They're, they're really good offensive linemen. And I think this offensive line is, is kind of, kind of settle in over the offseason and be one of the best units in the country next year. Tyler, you were not here when Harry was the offensive line coach from 2012 to 2017, but based on reaction of Irish fans, do you feel like that Notre Dame has reopened Harry Heastan University for the offensive lineman? Yeah, I think so. And uh, right, he's kind of the guy that's set the culture over the last 10 years from what I understand. And just based on the reaction of, of you know, his potential hiring, it sounds like it's a done deal. Uh, it's it's really exciting just knowing all the guys that you know he put in the NFL from Quentin Nelson and and Zach Martin and you know all these other guys that have come through Notre Dame and you know they were taught by Harry Heastand and um, I think I even saw some former players tweeting you know saying that this is the best thing for Notre Dame and uh, the offensive line is gonna return to uh, kind of its glory days of you know the last few years so. Uh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, everyone on that offensive line, like I said, there's a lot of talent there and all you need to do is, you know, direct talent and to the right places and, and kind of tell them the, the things that they need to hear. So Harry, he stands obviously capable of doing that. And I think, like I said, uh, just from player personnel to the coaching that they're about to get, this offensive line is going to be really good in 2022. Tyler, finally, let's look at the wide receiver position. Kevin Austin has decided to turn pro, go to the NFL draft, but you look at Braden Lindsay and Avery Davis are returning. What is your analysis on the state of the Irish wide receiver position heading into spring practice? Yeah, those are definitely two really good gets. Uh, I'm a little concerned with Avery Davis, you know, suffering that ACL injury in November. We all know that that's a pretty lengthy rehab, so... He's definitely going to be out for spring practices. Um, you know, maybe he's he, he rehabs really well and is able to start doing some things in fall camp, but it wouldn't surprise me if maybe he even missed a month of the season. But getting Braden Lindsey back is huge. I think um, Kevin Austin Jr. and Braden Lindsey, if they both decided to return, I think they were going to have their best seasons at Notre Dame this upcoming year. Obviously, losing Kevin Austin Jr. hurts. He's he's your leading receiver from last year. Um, almost had a 1,000-yard season. 
there were definitely some rough patches even in this this past year, which was his best at Notre Dame. But if he came back, it would not surprise me. It would not have surprised me if he became a thousand yard receiver. But Braden Lindsey coming back, um, I just think that there's still some untapped potential there for Notre Dame, and I think you're going to see that next year with some things that Tommy Reese tries to do to get him the ball, but. You've got to really bank on these sophomore receivers, Lorenzo Styles and Deion Colsey and, and maybe even Jaden Thomas next year because right now, um, if Joe Wilkins Jr. doesn't decide to come back, you're looking at six scholarship wide receivers and those sophomores make up half of that core. So um, Tobias Merriweather coming in as a true freshman might even get some looks. That's just kind of where this uh, Notre Dame wide receiver unit is right now in that. Uh, like I said, you can't just go to the transfer portal and, and nab a couple guys if you're Notre Dame because of those academic requirements. So you've you've got to kind of roll with what you have, and that's what you have if you're Notre Dame is um, a couple seniors coming back, one of which is um, injured right now, to, to say the least. And then you've got some guys who are a little unproven just because they're young and haven't gotten those reps yet. So I think Lorenzo Styles had his best game of his career in the Fiesta Bowl. He's going to be a really good player for Notre Dame. So... He might even be uh, kind of a young leader of that unit going into 2022. But it's definitely going to be interesting just based on attrition and, and where that uh, unit is at right now. Tyler, I'm looking right now at Blue and Gold Illustrated at blueandgold.com and all the stories you guys have posted over the last 24 hours, Notre Dame football news, Notre Dame football recruiting news. So there is so much information to get to. And I know you're very excited that Blue and Gold is now teamed up with the brand-new platform on3.com. What does that mean for subscribers of Blue and Gold Illustrated? Oh, this is definitely a very exciting time for Blue and Gold. On3 is cutting edge and, and not just even at blueandgold.com. Obviously, if you go there, you'll, you'll see all the Notre Dame stuff. But if you sign up, you're able to access every single message board across the site. There's a lot of different team sites that do a lot of really amazing work, just like us covering Notre Dame, you know, covering all these other schools across the country. And just a really cutting edge, um, you know, startup from, um, you know, the guy who, who kind of made 24-7 and, and rivals very successful, Shannon Terry, took his, uh, his brilliance to on three. And we're just so glad to be a part of that network because uh, this thing is a rocket ship taking off for, I would say, the moon. But I think we're going to go beyond that. And there's just so much uh, great stuff going on at on three. So. Definitely encourage all you guys to sign up for blueandgold.com right now. If you if you go there at the very top of the website, you'll see a special site move um, deal. You sign up for $1 for an entire year, and you get all of our premium access to articles, the message board, everything. It's a no-brainer. You also get a free blueandgold.com uh, founder's hat as well. So, you know, hats these days, I feel like they're going for 30 bucks. You might as well get one for $1 and, and get all of our content as well. So definitely sign up for blueandgold.com. Really exciting time for our website. He is Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter for Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. His analysis on all the Notre Dame football the last 48 hours. Tyler, good to catch up with you. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, Darren. Thank you very much. Tyler Horka, beat reporter, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. They have a lot of stories up on all the news happening right now with Notre Dame football and I know that Tyler's colleague, Patrick Engel, just within the last hour or so posted a story on observing Marcus Freeman in action as Notre Dame head coach, new job, same mindset, and mannerisms. Check that out at blueandgold.com.